Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Tony Katz, The Morning News, 93 WIBC. My name is Craig Collins filling in. Uh, so you heard uh, during our um, newscast there that we're going to be sending more support to Ukraine. The United States is sending more support. Um, not just uh, that, that it's, you know, support in general, but we're sending something that I guess is uh, considered more controversial, uh, a type of weapon uh, that has a cluster munitions within it, uh, which are, um, you know, rockets, I guess, for lack of describing it a better way, that break apart and open up and then a bunch of smaller um, bombs uh, come out of the rockets to cause more widespread damage in an area. Uh, the design is to both um, kill troops and then also take down things like tanks and other armored vehicles. Uh, this is something the United States no longer uses. Uh, we, at least these ones that we'll be sending to Ukraine, uh, stopped using in 2016, I think, something like that. Uh, so this is essentially a stockpile that we wouldn't utilize ourselves. I'm sure we'll replace it. I'm sure we'll spend uh, much more money to do that. Um, but there's just something interesting about parts of this conversation that I can't get over. And maybe the, maybe a lot of people don't even care anymore. I wonder if there's a certain part of our country that when you understood the beginning part of the conflict between Russia and Ukraine, Russia invaded Ukraine, and uh, we don't want that. The United States does not want to see Russia take over an entire other country. So we absolutely should have and did uh, support Ukraine in defending itself. That was the right decision. That still makes sense today. But I wonder if at that point, people also just checked out of the story. Because uh, sometimes when I talk about other things that are still going on there, if you're somebody that supported uh, the, the support of Ukraine from, from the get-go, and again, I'm not, I haven't changed my mind on that. I still support it as well. It's very hard to convince you when it doesn't make sense anymore uh, for the United States. But there are moments where it doesn't exactly make sense anymore to continue to support Ukraine without some level of understanding as to what victory looks like uh, because of course you don't want to allow ukraine to lose um, but at the same time victory will not be the same thing for the united states as it will be for ukraine i've been saying that for a while and uh, earlier this week and i still have that audio uh, Zelensky, the president of ukraine himself said that that they want crimea back uh, they want the contested regions that exist between russia and ukraine to be ukraine's again and these are all things that if that had been the conflict from the beginning, the United States would not have supplied, uh, other countries in Europe would not have supplied the capability to wage that war. And the reason Ukraine does not have Crimea today, uh, because I'm sure it's wanted Crimea ever since it got annexed by Russia in 2014, is they don't have the military capability to wage war like this on a counter-offensive uh, in a counter-offensive type of way. And so here, I'll play the audio again where he says, a victory without retaking Crimea is not, in fact, victory. And I'm not even um, disparaging Ukraine necessarily for feeling that way. Any country would probably feel that way if you got invaded, that you want not only want to fight back, you'd want to probably take things uh, back that are yours to begin with, uh, the way that he says it here. But uh, again, uh, this is where just the, the um, expense of this conflict, the um, military-industrial complex thing starts to come up where you say that it almost seems as though the United States desires endless wars. 
if it doesn't put restrictions on how Ukraine utilizes our weapons and when they would essentially say enough is enough. And if Russia has surrendered, then they do not push forward. Uh, here we go. We cannot imagine Ukraine without Crimea. And while Crimea is under the Russian occupation, it means only one thing. War is not over yet. To be clear, in victory, in peace, is there any scenario where Crimea is not part of Ukraine? It will not be victory then. I, 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 can't, I can't say enough that I think that's a giant, huge story that you probably don't hear a lot about, that people don't talk a lot about, that doesn't get a lot of news attention. But for him to say that to American media, uh, that without things like Crimea, we don't consider it victory, is is blaring a siren to the entire country and to all the politicians who are on any side of supporting Ukraine and exactly how that looks and how that's done, uh, that this war will last much, much longer uh, if it continues to go the way that it's going right now. And there are threats of of nuclear uh, situations because, again, um, Ukraine is launching a counteroffensive. I don't blame Ukraine for doing it. I'm not trying to do a, a pro-Russia, hypercritical of Ukraine segment on the radio. I say that every time I talk about this. But at the same time, I'm sort of dumbfounded that we're still here and still having some of these conversations and there's not a stronger push in the world of our own politicians to define for Americans what support, what uh, success, what peace should look like uh, since we are the ones paying the large majority of uh, the fight itself. All right, I want to play one other thing. I probably should take a break, but I just want to play this quickly. Uh, Gail King is probably canceled. I'm kidding. She's probably not canceled because she did the thing you're not allowed to do. Uh, she said that boys and girls are different, and she was actually in a segment uh, that winds up with someone who has a, a women's product. I, I don't want to say more about it. Women's hygiene product. Um, and Gail King starts with a joke about how this is this is good for boys because boys will think that these products aren't as gross as we think they are growing up as kids because we don't understand them. And then eventually the person who's representing the product goes on to say how she is trying to be gender inclusive. And she says something about transphobia. I just thought it was an interesting minute because Gail King apparently isn't aware uh, that she's probably part of the problem, according to this woman. Uh, by And I think it actually is how Gail King referred to it as being a good thing to educate those who don't uh, have this unique issue uh, with their bodies. Um, but I think it's because of how she said that they wound up going this road. So I just found the whole thing very fascinating. And I'll play a little bit of you, uh, bit of it for you here. This is a good conversation for boys. My son is now 35, but when he was 11 or 12, I sent him to the store to buy a product. He's yeah. like, ew. Yeah. And I thought that's the wrong reaction. Yeah. He said, does the store to go buy it? Some pads. <laughs> <laughs> It's just another product scarred for life. <laughs> okay, so right there, uh, that's three news people all kind of laughing about a joke that maybe we've told before and, and thought about before in some way or when I get sent in by the wife to buy a thing I don't want to buy. It's a thing that happens, but now it's going to turn to be the new version of stuff. Uh, <laughs> no, but that's what we have to change. That's the problem. That's the problem. We have to change that. Some pads, if you must know. <laughs> but we, so August, to me, is the result of spending years in the space identifying pain points whether they be around sustainability like i grew up hating pads most pads have enough plastic for like three to five plastic bags right yeah. so very scratchy very uncomfortable but also wanting a period positive gender inclusive brand so mm. we are august wanting a gender inclusive name on the back it says we're here for everyone who menstruates uh -huh. and i think especially in this age of transphobia it really means a lot to us to be proudly a the crew the room got silent as soon as
as she turned into that part of the conversation and they were joking about how boys need to better understand something that boys don't understand for biological reasons, the crowd silent as they're looking at her for that moment there. I just thought all that was fascinating because this is a typical way as a broadcaster, uh, someone might go about having a conversation where on a morning show on television or radio, I guess, as I just did it here, uh, you start talking about a feminine hygiene product and then all of a sudden uh, you're talking about something else and you're trying to figure out how, how you navigate that. And I'm sure a whole lot of people listening to the show know exactly what they'd say in response to that. I just think it was very interesting how it, it immediately turned that direction. And for whatever reason, it seemed like the people hosting CBS Mornings weren't aware that that was a part of the message uh, with how they were talking about. It. Certainly Gail King didn't, which again, I was amused by.